The Christmas story is truly a story about amazing grace, isn't it? The grace of God coming to earth. Let me read it. Luke chapter 2. Just listen carefully and think about what it must have been like for these people involved. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, and now she was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be... Bring great joy to all people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. When I think about God becoming man, it's mind-boggling and it's hard for us to understand. But this story now has gone all over the world. It almost seems a bit confusing, this whole idea. It's kind of like a an email I got from my mom, which I really enjoyed, and I want to share it with you. It's the story of a, of a young girl who was writing an email to her dad expressing her thoughts about a relationship she was in. It goes like this. Dad, I'm coming home to get married. Take out your checkbook. <laughs> I'm in love with a boy who is far away from me. I'm in California, and he lives in New York. We met on a dating website. We became friends on Facebook. We had long chats on WhatsApp. He proposed to me on Skype, and now we've had two months of relationship through Viper. Dad, I need your blessing, your good wishes, and a really big wedding. Well, he thought about it for a while, and he emailed her back and said, Wow, that's amazing. Why don't you get married on Twitter... Have fun on Tango, buy your kids on Amazon, and pay through PayPal. And if you get fed up with your husband, you can sell him on eBay. <laughs> we live in an amazing world that basically isn't that great with relationships. And the story we have before us today is all about that word, relationship. What does it mean? God is more than just some religious statement. Jesus is not a religious person. He is somehow wanting to connect with us, and he came to earth to do it. Now, I know it's a little confusing because if you just think about it for a moment, he's been with all eternity with, with God the Father, and he becomes man. Matter of fact, it's ironic that he is actually, Jesus was older than his mother. He was as old as his father. He, he became something he had never been before. 
And yet he did not cease being what he always had been. How many of you are confused already? (laughs) You think about the power of God who says relationship is important enough to me that we're going to make a journey to earth to connect mankind back to us again. And this is real. This is powerful. The Christmas story is really about God wanting to know you personally. You personally. Some of you, my wife grew up, many people grow up going to church on Christmas or on Easter and they kind of see the birth of Jesus and then the death of Jesus, but they don't really realize that Jesus really came to this earth to be with you every day, 24-7, in relationship, and let you have the peace of God. That's what this story is all about. One of the names given to Jesus is that he is the Prince of Peace. And in a world where we have very little peace, in our minds, our hearts, our emotions, many of you are troubled today. The challenges that you face, I invite you, To say yes to the Savior who didn't just come to save the world, but he came to have relationship with you one-on-one. He's chasing you today. He loves you today. So how can all that be? I don't know. (laughs) I can't figure it out. I just know I've experienced it, and it's true, and he's real, and he's powerful, and he's not just a myth. So I want you to remember that, and I want you to know that and trust that. We have a tradition here at Timberline with our memorial candle. This is a very important moment for us because we are going to remember those who have gone before us. I know that many of you just recently, matter of fact, I I saw a friend sitting over here in this service who just lost his wife this past week. And I think I think how many of you have lost loved ones recently? And today is a very important day for you, for us to remember. How many of you this time of year, whether it's 30 years ago or yesterday, you lost someone you love and you miss them? Let's have a moment of silence as we light the memorial candle. I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for caring. Thank you for knowing our pain, our loss, our sorrow. Thank you for loving us in this time, in this season. We miss those who have gone before, but we trust you to be with us as we face those feelings. Now, Lord, give us the grace to move into tomorrow and to trust you even more one step at a time. For your glory, we pray these things. Amen. I want you to take out your candles, if you would. Jesus came as the light of the world. So what we're going to do today is... We're going to light those candles one at a time across this room. I want you to notice the ceiling now. I want you to look around the room now without the light. And I'm going to ask the ushers to now please come and light the candles on the end of each row. And then I'm going to ask you to light the candle of the person next to you. And watch the room as the light overcomes the darkness. 
Now look at the ceiling. <laughs> so beautiful. Jesus made a declaration. He was talking to the people in John chapter 8. And he said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who abides in me will never, big statement, never have to walk in darkness. There's a lot of darkness in our world. But if you have this relationship with Jesus that we've been talking about, you don't have to walk in that darkness because he has overcome that darkness. So, together in just a moment, we're going to lift these candles up above our head and we're going to make a declaration to the Lord. We're going to say it together. We're going to say it in faith. And maybe you're here today and maybe you've never declared your faith in the Lord. Maybe this moment would be that moment for you. I hope so. And you're going to say, you are the light of the world. Say it to him as we lift our candle. Here we go. You are the light of the world. Now look around. <laughs> you know we have to do that again, right? Oh, that's just so beautiful. This time, now that you've seen it, really declare this and say it to him. And then I'm going to lead us in a prayer while we hold up these candles. Here we go. You are the light of the world. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth. Thank you for overcoming the darkness that we live in. Thank you that we can experience this light and we can walk with you and you love us and we love you and we can be your children, your sons and daughters. Make that real to everyone in this rooms, these auditoriums. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.